Harry, I have no idea where this will lead us, but I have a definite feeling it will be a place both wonderful and strange. Okay, you take the lead, because I think I gave it my all in that last episode. <laughs> oh, everybody, you're listening to uh, Same Peaks, y'all, the uh, podcast where two librarian geeks watch an episode of Twin Peaks once every two weeks. Uh, right here, sister. Boom. Nice. I'm Tess. My name is Eric. Eric is uh, my friend, and he's never seen Twin Peaks before. Not really. And I um, have forced him. I put a gun to his head and forced him to watch Twin Peaks with me and to make this podcast with me where we uh, discuss the episodes and uh, he gives me all of his theories about what's going to happen next yeah, in the show. Yeah, each episode of our cast pretty much is one episode of the show. And That's we start right. at the very beginning of Twin Peaks Season 1 way back in... Do you have the year memorized? Uh, I think it's 1989. 1989. So if you're a new listener and you've never watched Twin Peaks before... Um, feel free to go back and find the episodes. They're on Netflix and listen to our past episodes along with us. Take that journey with us. Um, what episode are we up to right now? We're up to season two of Twin Peaks, episode three. Ooh. And the title, the arbitrarily uh, titled uh, title of this is The Man Behind Glass. Ooh. That was the name of this episode. Ooh. Um, so, uh, we'll start off with our segment where I recap the episode and Eric, uh, rings in whenever he's got commentary and I got my handy dandy highlighter and whenever we run across some mysteries Mm -hmm. that we need to discuss, we will highlight them. When you say handy dandy, what does it make you think of? (sighs) Highlighter. Lose clues? Oh, no. The handy dandy notebook. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, uh, you forgot to ask me an important question. Um, did I? Did you watch watch the episode? Did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. but I was just saying you should have checked. I just assumed that <laughs> you, you did. Imagine? I always figured there'd be one day when I had it. I'm like, that was really weird, right? <laughs> How about that part when uh, Cooper said that really cool part? It was really great. But no, I watched it last night. At this point, you probably could just like uh, you'd be like, well, Leland sing a song and Coop drink some coffee. Wait, and- that's my favorite quote as well. <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> Okay. Well, we start this episode off with Ronette. Ronette is full on freaking out. Yeah. Um, I was a little confused as to what was going on. That was a weird beginning. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. She's pulled out her IV. Um, Albert sees that the IV's been tainted yeah. with dye. 
And then Cooper uh, pulls out from under her fingernails the letter B, which if we will remember, um, uh, this is a what we think is probably a serial killer case. Uh, there was a young woman uh, who was killed uh, previous to when we got here, and then there was Laura, and now there's Ronette, and they all have... Letter is under their fingernails. And Although Ronette has survived her encounter. Ronette's the one they found walking down the train tracks, That's right? That's right. She S- survived Didn't her they encounter. find a letter under her fingernails already? No, they okay. didn't. That so was it, was, it was a letter from a previous girl. Yes. A letter under Teresa, Laura's. So no yeah. one checked Ronette's fingernails? Or they did, but there was no letter under uh, there. So whoever is doing this snuck into the hospital. Snuck into the hospital. That's cool. So yeah, that beginning was really weird because I was like, I don't know what's going on. I, I thought this was a new girl. I didn't no. think it was Ronette. I, I thought it was a I new I know. Person. I was starting to like, but yeah, that's why this was so weird is that. So the killer, the it, killer it's not like we need to figure out who the killer is. It's like that killer, we need to figure out who it is and they're hanging out around us. They snuck back into the hospital and put a... Uh, put a letter under her fingernail. And I don't know how they did that because Harry says that they've been keeping an, a watch on the hospital. Well, you know, I've got a theory about moles in, uh, the, in the old uh-oh. Twin Peaks Sheriff Department. I'll so, highlight it. Yeah, highlight that. Um, uh, <laughs> there's a really funny part. <laughs> Um, uh, where Coop and Harry are trying to kind of figure out why Ronette would get up and pull out her IV. <laughs> and Albert suggests maybe she heard a Susa march and caught up to get her baton. <laughs> Albert is such a great character. Oh, and without spoiling anything, has probably become one of my favorite characters. Oh, man. He's such a he's jerk. He's so amazing. And so great. And that amazing, lovable jerk. Um, at, it is at this point that Coop says, fellas, gather round. Yeah. Um, he, he tells, he tells Harry and Albert, he conf- he confides in them that he's been visited by a giant, um, and that the giant's been giving him clues. <laughs> and then, uh, Albert asks what I think is a very fair question in relation to the dwarf. Yeah, yeah. Which... Which at first I was like, oh, haha, Albert. But then I remembered, Coop also has had dreams about a dwarf. Yeah. So. So, and we don't know if, like, he saw the giant in a dream. Type, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it could be a related type situation. And, yeah, we don't know, like, if the dwarf and the giant. But the giant was not dancing. No. I would love to see him dance. <laughs> All right, I bet it's a thing of beauty. Um, and now, oh, I kind of feel bad for you because I know this, uh, for a new you listeners. You feel bad for me? Yeah, for well, for our new listeners, um, Eric has partial facial blindness. Oh, thank and you. And so, watching a TV show with such a large cast as Twin Peaks can sometimes be hard for you because you will be like, "Wait, which white guy is this again?" Or <laughs> or like sometimes they show up and they've got like different colored hair, and I'm like, "Wait, I was using that as a guide. Stop it! Why are you confusing me? You like, changed your jacket. You have to put your hat back on because I associate you. you with the hat." Yeah. Um, yeah. So we met a few new characters. In this episode, the first new character we meet is Harold Smith. Harold Smith. Harold Smith, who um, was uh, uh, he's a was a Meals on Wheels customer of Laura's, and um, the first thing he does is he negs on Donna's sweater. He's like, "Oh, I see you changed your sweater. This one is a better color on you." And I was like. WTF Harold Smith. Like kind of weird, right? He just met her. Yeah. And then he offers her some refreshment, lemonade, okay, and then crackers with apple butter? Yeah. That well, was kind of... Okay. I thought that was weird, but boy, apple butter is really good. I mean, I, 
guess so. And then he... What's weird, too, is she's like, oh. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> all into it. She's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I guess, is he a good-looking guy, Harold Smith? Like, You're he... asking me? Yeah. I don't know. He's, uh, let me, uh, uh, so I've already judge... formed opinions about him, because I've watched all of these episodes. You know more than I, I do. Yeah. I judge if a guy is good looking or not based on what Amanda, my wife, thinks is good looking I'm or gonna not. I'm going to guess she wasn't. And my, Amanda, I don't think she, she didn't, I don't know if she was around for when I watched this because she came home later last night. But um, I do not think she would think he was an attractive guy. So If the actor who's who plays Harold Smith is listening yeah. to this. Um, uh, I, I, I'm sure you're good looking in your own way, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sh- you are a, a perfectly nice looking individual, but I will say you kind of gave me the creeps in this scene. Yeah. Um, he, he explains that he knew Laura pretty well, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, they talked a lot, and, like, he knows all about Donna because uh, she used to talk about her all the time. And he specifically told uh, – she specifically told him to contact Donna if anything happened to her. Yeah. Um, he's been getting meals on wheels because he doesn't like to go outside. I'm guessing yeah. he's agoraphobic. That's what I'm thinking. Um, he's a former horticulturist, and yeah. he raises orchids, and they're all over his house. I was hoping they were all fake. There's a part where she touches <laughs> she touches one of them like later, and I was really hoping she'd be like, "These are all fake." What <laughs> well, happened? No. What if, oh my god. <laughs> what if I walked into? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they're real orchids, and he uh, he's really happy that Donna has chosen to uh, come and speak with him because what he really wants to do is put an orchid on Laura's grave. He can't get out of the house to do it. So he's asking Donna to deliver that for him. Yeah. Um, so that's... You know the show, um, the former USA show Monk? Yes. My, one of my your, favorite shows of all time. One of your favorite time. shows of all time. Um, Adrian Monk's brother is agoraphobic. He doesn't oh, like to leave the house. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, the Monk family. They've yeah, got some stuff going on. I know. they got on. some tough stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. But he's, he's a brilliant genius, just like his brother Monk. But he's... Kind of, in some ways, even better because he can solve oh, crimes man. without even needing like to leave the house. like a Sherlock Mycroft home. Yeah, scene, yeah. Know? And they, they don't like each other that mm. much. They have a, t- a tough relationship. So, anyway, Twin Peaks. Yeah, I'd love to talk more about Monk. We'll, we'll talk later. One day we'll do our Monkcast. We'll <laughs> monk do our Monkcast, yeah. Um, back at the Sheriff's Station, uh, we're looking at the blackboard. Oh, here, wait, real quick in that yep, scene. Yep. Oh, oh, She sees a piece of paper. Oh, yeah. Underneath, like, a cabinet or something. Yeah. And she tries to grab she, like, it. immediately goes over and starts grabbing it. Donna. I mean, it's weird. It's not like everything's a clue, right? Not everything's but a clue. I thought so. At that moment, I was like, damn, Donna, like, do you need to do... But then I thought, she's over here for a specific reason. To snoop. Yeah, she's not yeah. here to socialize. And get fashion tips. Oh, yeah. You know? I don't know, maybe be wooed by Harold Smith. I don't so know. So weird. But anyway, he sees her and she leaves it alone. Yeah. Okay. Um, back at the sheriff's station, we're looking at the blackboard. We've got up there RBT, which are the letters that we found under girls' fingernails. Yep. Um, and Coop is saying, uh, Bob has been seen in visions by Sarah and Maddie. He's seen him in his dream, and Ronette has seen him in real life, and through their psychic link, yes. they are going to find the killer. Um, Albert rings in with some facts. Albert. Albert. This guy. Albert's on the complete other side of the table. He's like, yeah, but let me tell you some facts. Um, the Coke in James's bike is the same as the Coke over at Leo's place, mm-hmm. so safe to assume that 
he was framed. Good for James. Um, that bee that they found is definitely from Flesh World magazine. Good for Flesh World. Coop was shot with a Walther PPK, which was James Bond's gun. Good for James Bond. <laughs> and and Albert also found like some fibers. Uh, right outside. By the way, in case you're listening to this and you're hearing some weird noises in the background, yeah. uh, we're recording live from the Double R Diner tonight. Yeah. Uh, hey, there's the log lady. She's <laughs> spitting her gum all over the place. And Norma is cooking up some delicious chicken sandwiches, there- I think, with some onions and peppers. Ooh! That pie! What does he say about the pie? Was that? I don't Hot damn! That's some pie! I don't remember what he says. The um, Also, uh, Bobby's dad. What's Bobby's dad's name? Garland Briggs. Gar- he's right over there. I'm looking around. He's just like smiling at a wall, drinking his coffee. And, uh, he would be doing yeah, that. Yeah, who else is in there? Maddie's smashing her glasses. And you know what Maddie's not doing? Not Eating. Drink- she's not drinking that Diet Coke. She's not drinking that Diet Coke. Oh, man, this is a great diner. Yeah, it is good. Okay. It's a good place to record a podcast. <laughs> Um, uh, and Albert found some fibers to analyze, uh, cause he, uh, they were right outside of, um, Coop's door, yes. uh, his hotel room door. So he's leaving town cause he's going to go analyze that. Albert's got to analyze it. And as he's walking out, he has a very interesting exchange with Harry. Yeah. Um, which I'm going to guess might end up as one of our quotes of the week. All right. Not to spoil anything, but oh my goodness, what an amazing moment. Yeah, there's a moment where uh, Albert's getting up to leave and he he makes a a mean comment to um, Harry. Harry says something like, what should we be working on in the meantime? And he says, "Uh, how about you try not dragging your knuckles when you walk? (laughs) That's what he says, yeah. And then Harry kind of pulls him and he's like, you know, I I try, I'm going to beat you up. Yeah, that's what then, Truman said. Yeah. Albert confesses that really ultimately he loves he Sheriff loves Truman. You know where um Albert He's a cynic, but he loves Sheriff. You know Truman. where Albert's teeth almost ended up? <laughs> All the way down on Queer Street. Yeah. Such a weird saying, Such right? A weird saying, oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. But <sighs> I feel like that relationship's really kind of come full circle here. <sighs> I got, okay. I got, I got thoughts about it, and I'm gonna, I know. I'm gonna get right. spoiler well, alert in my my quote of the week. Nice, my quote of the episode. We'll talk about it then. Um, Coop uh, lets James know that the coke was planted, and he's not gonna be charged. Meanwhile, Lucy is looking for words. I thought she was just playing Scrabble. I thought she was just playing on the on the company dime, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. she's just looking for words, as Coop has instructed her to do, with the letters R, B, and T in them. All all words. In case the killer is trying to spell something. Yeah. Um, and then we meet a new 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 character. Oh my goodness. Richard Tremaine. Oh. Dick Tremaine. Dick Tremaine. God, this guy. Do you like him? I loved him. <laughs> I loved Dick Tremaine. I have a feeling you I loved, loved him, him the whole time. Oh he my goodness. He is, can I say, pretty swarmy guy. He's, he's well, he's clearly fashionable because he wears his jacket over his shoulders. He's, well, like he's a the, cape. and he's like the head of men's fashion at well, Horn's department store. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Fashion's very important to yeah. him. Um, Lucy's like, Here's my date. Yeah. And Hawk Hawk happens to be standing by. Hawk's helping her come up with words that have R, B, and T in them. He hasn't had a lot to do lately. No, right? he yeah. didn't. But he has this really great scene where he's sitting there while while Dick and Lucy are chatting. 
and uh, Dick is holding a cigarette in a fashionable cigarette holder, and uh, and Hawk's kind of like, oh, I thought of a word that has R, B, and T in it, prohibited, and he takes his cigarette and, and like breaks, breaks it. it in half, and then Dick says something, 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 and then. <laughs> just looks at Lucy and goes, robot. <laughs> Anyways, and then, oh, and then Dick makes a really terrible comment. He's like, oh, have I made him angry? Oh. Not that not that native people don't have reason to be oh angry. Oh, my God. Oh. And then she's like, I guess we'll go on our date now. And he's like, great, let's go Dutch. <laughs> the way he says it, too. The way he looks. He's just so great. Oh, and not tactful. Dick no, well, he's not a great person, but no. he's great as far great as character. being entertaining. Yeah, oh my Super goodness. Yeah, by the character. way, he had his own music when he showed up. He did. He had his own special New fancy. New Dick Tremaine He was music. a fancy, uh, you know what? He's, he's a fancy a, boy. He is a, he's a dandy. He's the fanciest boy around. Um, Leland uh, shows up at the sheriff's station. So much traffic at the sheriff's yeah. station today. Leland shows up. He knows Bob. He's holding up the flyer and he says, you know, he tells them that their childhood home on Pearl's on Pearl Lakes. He knows what house the guy lived in. He says his name was Robertson. Said he used to flick matches at him. So weird. So creepy. That's not nice. No, creepy. That's mean. Um. Oh, and then we go back to Dick. Yeah. They're having lunch at the double oh, R. Uh, highlight oh. uh, Leland and I guess the the house. Childhood home? Yeah. Yeah, I got a okay. thing there. Yeah. All right, you got something for me. I got a thing there. Um, I do find that Dick is very interested in taxonomy, which is, as librarians, we can appreciate that. He's giving Lucy this really long talk about how they yeah. uh, organize things at the department store. But... We, let's get down to brass tacks. He hasn't called Lucy in six weeks. This guy. And um, they were dating, but he's been so busy. He's barely had time to feed his cat, Eric. Um, and then he offers to buy her a dress with his employee discount. And she says, why don't you make it a maternity dress? Because I'm pregnant. You know what, though? He doesn't even, like, bad an eye. He goes, Whoa. He goes, oh. He goes, preggers. Yeah, preggers. Yeah, preggers. <laughs> he also has this great line, too. He goes, have you noticed how I don't change fork? I don't switch oh. the fork with my hands. I always eat it with my left. He goes, it's the European way. Oh, you know? man. So great. Such a dandy. <sighs> Last night, so... when Amanda came home and we were in bed, I was trying to explain how much I like Dick Tremaine to her. And it she didn't wasn't work. getting it. I, I, I led with the fork joke. It was a poor, <laughs> poor decision, Eric. Yeah, to see if she thinks Dick Tremaine is handsome. <laughs> I don't think she will. I don't think she will. Amanda likes a specific type of man. <laughs> Even though him and Lucy uh, apparently did it on the Horns Department store yeah. bed. Does this mean that she was bed. cheating on Andy with Dick? Or just banging both of them? That's a good question. Yeah. I feel bad for Andy, right? Gotta feel bad for Andy. Um, you've thought, you've but maybe, thought. Maybe, I, maybe Lucy thought she was doing a little social climbing here. Maybe, maybe she thinks Dick Tremaine has better prospects. 
No. He told her he was going to take her to Seattle and have dinner at the, on top of the Space Needle. He strikes me as the kind of guy that pretends that he goes yeah. like, oh, I went to Paris last time. But then where did he end up taking her? To like a... To like the pancake breakfast and you know the community. I mean? so, yeah. I don't know. Andy's probably a much nicer guy. Yeah, probably. You know. But this is the situation she finds herself in. That's really so funny. Oh, well, Pregos. She also says that they haven't seen each other in a while, so maybe she was seeing... Maybe she's been seeing... Andy? Maybe she was seeing Dick, and then she stopped seeing Dick and started seeing Andy. And now she's got to go back to Dick But it's only been like six weeks, though. Does that mean a pretty long time? That's like a month and a half that you... Does that mean she's only been with Andy within the past six weeks? Maybe. Well, that that would have to mean as far as... Well, unless she was pregnant already... You know what I mean? Yeah. See? Yeah. How, do we know how far along she is? We don't, do we? We don't. We don't. But it had... a while, though. But if... <laughs> I love that we're trying to do, like, we're we trying are. to work it out we mathematically. Are, yeah. If it's true that Andy can't be the father, um, then it then she must be about six weeks along, right? Because yeah. that was the last time she was with Dick. I guess that's true. So... So, the baby's either Dick's. Or Andy, like, they said he was sterile, but it was like a miracle. Right. And supernatural things happen in Twin yeah, Peaks all the time. Yeah, in Twin Peaks all the time, yeah. right. And to be or honest, unless she's with other guys, and this is going to turn into a Maury Povich episode. Who would be the third person <laughs> that she's with? I, I'm just saying, maybe, probably not. I don't know. I don't know, man. Hawk. No, just kidding. <laughs> no. I don't know. But anyway, he's a great character. Um, James uh, is also at the diner talking to Maddie. They're talking about Donna. And James is like, you mean, have you noticed how Donna's acting really weird lately? It was like, like she wanted to do me through yeah, the bars. She wanted, she wanted to do it through the bars. Yeah. And she's been acting all tough lately. Yeah. And, and James says... Sometimes I think I should just get on my bike and go. This guy. And Maddie is, like, trying to comfort him. She's, like, holding his hand. She's telling him, like, it's going to be okay. You know, like, Donna's going to come around. It's going to be all right. But meanwhile, Donna walks in. She just sees them holding hands. She's and not she okay. blips out. Yeah. She actually says some pretty mean stuff. She's she like, does. oh, I've been hanging out with Harold. And he's, and like, he's like, the coolest he's agoraphobic like, guy I've like ever so met. He's, like, so cool. Like, yeah. he's got... Houseful orchids and you don't. She yeah. like stamps out. And his apple butter <laughs> is divine, James. And he's like, whoa, what do you what do you mean about what do you mean about that, Donna? This poor guy. Poor he just is going through a lot. You yeah. Know? He's going through a lot, and there's a woman next to him that looks just like a woman that he used, he used to love. He used to be in love with. Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, man. Blackie. Oh, this is so, this is a weird, so scary. It's scary. Yeah, it's a scary this is scene. So scary. Blackie and um, the scumbag boss from Horn's Department Store. His name is Emery. Do you remember way. that episode? I was like, Look man, you. he's just taking pride <laughs> in his job. He's an act. He's you know he's a great manager. Well, little did I know what he was doing on the side. So they've got a plan, and the plan is to hook Audrey on heroin, and then to blackmail Ben Horn about it. Um, and apparently Blackie wants to do this because she blames Ben Horn for her own heroin addiction. So, man, this show just got suddenly very deep and very dark. She's tied up and they're forcing they're drugs They're forcing her, her to take heroin and it it's is very scary. so scary. Yeah. This teenage girl. Blah. Um, 
back at the back at the sheriff's office, the shoe salesman is back. Yeah, uh, Mr. G- Gerard, mm. Philip Gerard, is that? I forget what his first name was. But uh, he sees the flyer with Bob on it, and he suddenly gets very disoriented, and he tells Harry he needs to go take his medicine. I like how passionate he is about shoes, though. Like, yeah. He's really into selling shoes and yeah. the different types of shoes and down he, to, like, the silver trim of the laces. As he should be, you know, because that's his uh, his vocation in mm-hmm. life, is selling shoes. But then he has, like, a seizure in the bathroom, and then he seems very lucid, and he says things to the effect of, I know you're near, and I'm on to you. Weird. Psychic stuff. I guess highlight that. Psychic stuff. All right. Psychic stuff stuff is happening all over this place. Shelly is also down the station. She is not going to give a statement against Leo, she says, um, because she loves him. Mm -hmm. And Coop knows immediately. He knows what's up. That she's trying to get some insurance money. And He's, he knows that Leo's not a great guy. Yes. For his wife, for, yes. for everyone. He knows, probably as soon as she says that, I love him. He knows, like, ah, I see what's going on. But he doesn't know where that idea came from. So I guess not the whole, I guess Shelly and Bobby is a secret. The whole town don't know about that. Yeah, Coop, I thought Coop too. Hasn't figured that one out, which yeah. surprises me because he is very good about. But he, he hasn't seen Shelly and Bobby together. Together, that's true. And I don't think he's ever asked Bobby about Shelly. He's asked Bobby about Laura. And that's like that. true. You know, so there wouldn't be anything to give him clues. Yeah. So yeah, I was surprised about that too. But then I remember. Just like with Star Wars, how, like, as the viewers, I know, as the viewers, we know everything about the Jedi Order. It's easy to forget that if you're an average person on the street or in the planets, you you don't know. Right. You know, it's just legends. So in Twin Peaks, no, they don't know everything about all the characters. Right. You know? So. Um, Coop runs into Ben Horn and asks if he's heard from Audrey. Yeah. Um, ben is not concerned. He doesn't care. He's just, like, smoking a cigar he says, I think he says that Audrey's run away before. Yeah. And he questions Coop's interest in Audrey yeah. and is, like, basically telling him, like, listen, a lot of men are intrigued by my daughter. You should probably just chill He out. says something like, they follow her like ducks in a shooting gallery. Uh, Such yeah. a great, like, metaphor. So good. Um, Asian guy is still, like, trailing Coop. Yeah. Weirdly. And then we meet another new Although character. he's like super obvious about it too. I know. Like he's just like, I'm just reading the same paper. Don't mind me. <laughs> so yeah, I gotta imagine Coop's probably gotta be onto that. It's too. been three episodes, right? Yeah. Of him following him around. Coop has to know. Uh, I know. Like eventually he's gonna turn around to Albert and be like, there's an Asian man. Excuse me, me, there's an Asian man following me. <laughs> Which one? That one right there. You know, the only the only one in all of Twin Peaks. The one nonchalantly reading yeah. a newspaper. Uh, um, Jean Renault, yeah, new character. so many Renaults. So many Renaults. Oh Brother goodness. to Jacques and Bernard. Also Nancy, who is Blackie's sister. So many like relatives. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Anyways, he's come on to the plan. Yeah. With Blackie and Emery, and Emery knows Coop. Like he's seen him in town. Knows that he's FBI. Um. And they tell him, bring this guy in. Mm-hmm. Um, get him. Get him. And he seems like a bad dude. Oh, yeah. He seems Definitely. real creepy. Like, he's, like, touching Audrey's face and stuff, too. Ugh. You know? He sounds like he's a guy who's done bad things. Yeah. He's not a good guy. No. None not, of the Renaults. Not a good representative of the fine people of Canada. No. Definitely mm-hmm. not. 
Yeah. Um, Josie has called Pete to say that she'll be back soon. And Harry says to Coop, I want to see her first and talk to her first. And at first, Coop's like... Coop's like, and then he's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) He's like, okay, buddy. Well, you know. Um, What do you think Harry's thinking? I think Harry is hoping that Josie is not tied up in all this. And I'm wondering, do you think he's... What do you think? Like, do you think he's going to try to tell her, like, hey... You're a suspect. I, I don't know what murder. I don't know what he's gonna do. I honestly don't know. I don't know what he's thinking. I think he's suspicious of Josie, like whether he thinks she's involved, or when he first heard she was out shopping, like shopping, mm-hmm. shopping. I thought he thought she was shopping, out shopping. after her mill had just yeah, burned down. Yeah, I thought he. I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, you know? can you imagine my house burned down? Where did Amanda? Oh, Amanda shopping for a week and a half. Yeah, it's fine. She does this all the time. She does it all the time. Okay, Pete. <laughs> Um, Wrapped <laughs> in plastic. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> Coop is pretty sure that without chemicals, he points refers to the one-armed man because they they tell him, "Oh yeah, he was here selling us some shoes." And Coop's like, "What? The one-armed man was here? I've had dreams about him, and in my dreams, he knew Bob." And they go to the bathroom to get him. He's not there. But that his quote-unquote medicine that yeah. he was supposed to take is there. So does he think he means the chemicals, like, points to, like, him being a suspect? Maybe. Maybe. What do you think? It, who? I'm so bad at names. Is it Norma that works at the R&R? The or, double R diner, yeah. 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 yeah, What do you think she's making for us right now? <laughs> some griddles? She's, uh, I think she's cooking up some delicious um, chicken sandwiches. Oh. With some peppers. Thanks, and Norma. Some onions. Is that on the the, the old double R uh, menu? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, She'll cool. bake us a pie later. Oh, cool, huh? Um, oh, there goes Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> I like pretend. By the way, it's a lot of fun to pretend that you're in places that you're not really. That's really good. Ooh, I'm not dressed for this Twin Peaks weather. <laughs> yeah, you need some sweaters. I need some. Some brightly colored sweaters. I need some sweaters. brightly colored sweaters. Borrow, oh. borrow some from Leo. Shh, shh, shh. Snakes just came in. Uh-oh. Snakes. I've not seen him in so many episodes. I know. I, he's He will return. Will he? Yes. You keep telling me. Yes. Oh, okay. Nadine, Nadine, she, they've got her under restraint. Yes. At the, at the hospital because she's broken through all of the restraints. Yeah. And so they've got her, like, chained to a hospital bed, basically. And, and, like, she's, I guess she's still in her coma. And Doc Hayward's like, hey, Ed, maybe if you sing to her, like, it might calm her down. Because she's been going, she's been pulling her, you know, we're just trying to take care of her. And so Ed sings to her. What does he sing? Is it on top of Old Smokey? It's on top of Old Smokey. Oh, so cute. And she wakes up. Yeah, it works. She wakes up. It's a really cute song, too. But she wakes up. She breaks the chains, by the way. Yeah. Chains can't hold her. Um, She appears to think that she's 18 years old. Yeah. And she's talking about how she's going to go to cheerleading practice. And you're only a senior once, uh, Ed. And 
Um, yeah, so she's suffering well, she some out. kind of trauma. And she's so strong. Go ahead and highlight her breaking out because she's exhibited super strength before mm-hmm. with like that rower. Yeah, she comes out and he looks like he's scared. Like I think I thought she was going to attack him, and she starts clapping her hands like a maniac. And Big Ed is, <laughs> uh huh. He's so he's got such a great. Because she's like, are you here to take me home? Uh huh. And he's just so scared because he thinks she's going to throw him through a wall. You yeah. know. Yeah. That's a scary scene. Weird. But he's got to be relieved. She's awake. Yes. Even if she thinks she's a high schooler. Yeah, that's a little weird. A little. Probably a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jacoby has outfitted his hospital room island style, so it looks just like his office now. Total island but style. But we get to meet his wife. Aolani. Yeah. And she's uh, up visiting. They have a house in Hawaii. So now we know why he's so in the island stuff. Yeah. Is he's a, so does a, she he's usually native live in Hawaii? Hawaii? I guess like she lives Like his wife in, doesn't live with him? She lives in Hawaii, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he does. Maybe he's like a snowbird. Maybe he goes back when it's really like during the winter. He goes to Hawaii. Wouldn't he miss back. his wife? You know, I'm not going to judge their relationship, you know, because some marriages need that distance that's in order to survive, yeah, you true. know? Also, a lot of people, too, if you're like a business professional, like I used to have a teacher at my old college that him and his wife lived in different states because they valued their profession, yeah. their, their professional uh, career so much, you know? So, and they, they were both teachers for different universities, and sometimes that's how it works, you know? Yeah, I believe in the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Steve Martin's character works in New York City, but lives in Chicago. I still have not seen that movie. <laughs> See it. It's great. Okay. Um, he's going to go in her hypnosis, Jacoby. Yes. But they're trying to remember the night that Jacques Renault was killed. Yes. And he goes under um, hypnosis. He talks about the engine oil again. He smelled it in the hospital. He also smelled it in the park when he was attacked. He smelled engine oil. And... Um, and he, he knows who killed Jacques Renault. And, and then they cut. We have like a suspenseful cut. That's a great cut. cut. Yeah, yeah. Suspenseful cut to the forest. And I believe we see an owl. Um, and we're outdoors That's because, a beautiful owl, too. Yeah, it's it gorgeous. was. But the owls are not what they seem, <sighs> according to the giant. Um, we're outdoors because Donna's at Laura's grave. I thought this was like a really good scene for this actress. I thought she did a really great job. <laughs> You're smiling. You don't think so? I thought she was. I thought it was okay. It was <laughs> not my favorite scene in the episode, but I, I really know, like. She it. was like kind of spilling her guts she too. She is. Like, yeah, she's she's telling Laura about James um, that they've fallen in love um, and that, but. That they're still having a deal with, like, the ghost of Laura, basically. And she's thinking, she's rethinking their friendship. And she's realizing, it's always been about you. Yeah. Um, we've always just been dealing with your problems. And now I'm still dealing with your problems. She says, it's almost as if they didn't bury you deep enough. That's tough. It's intense. Well, I mean, it's tough. She is dealing with her problems, I guess. But does, does Donna have to solve Laura's murder? Flip side. Couldn't she, right? Her friend's dead. Do you need to solve the murder? Can't you just go on with your life, Donna? I mean, you're like I mean, a 30-something-year-old in high school, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I understand her having beef with Laura, but I mean, 
you know. Well, she's a teenager. I know she doesn't look like a Te- teenager. teenager. She looks like a grown a lo- woman. A grown a woman. But she um she is supposed to be a teenager. Yeah. Let's forget. Let's not forget how emotional teenagers yeah, can be. Yeah, that's true. Remember, James just said he wanted to get on his bike and just ride James. away. I love James so much. Oh, and I know you said in the last episode you didn't like that scene where the, uh, he was playing the guitar. I think it's such a and great that song. Scene. You know, have you noticed that song is now like the background yeah. to like yeah. every James yeah. scene? Yeah, well, it's just such a. It's, uh, to me, I thought it was just such a creepy scene, and I like a scene. <laughs> I like a scene where like there's multiple people in it, and like, but only some people notice her. Like he noticed Donna's face. Or Donna was looking at him, and he was looking at Maddie. Like, t- to me, that's such a... So cool. Such, so cool. <laughs> I like that scene. Um, oh, speaking of James. Uh, James comes to Maddie's house. He's looking for Donna. He yeah. wants to talk to Donna, but he can't find her. So he goes over to Maddie's. And the reason he's looking for Donna is he wants to tell her that his mom has come back. Uh-oh. And as we know, yeah. mom's not good. She's not she's, a world traveler. She's loaded yeah. and it's bad and he's feeling emotional. What did he say originally? That she was a journalist or something? Yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, actually, I meant to say drunk. Alcoholic. <laughs> a, dr- a drunkalist. Yeah. Um, and then they Poor kiss. Poor games. They do. They kiss. And then Donna sees that. And Great scene, by the way, because they kiss. Their two faces are together, and then when they pull apart, Maddie's in between them. You mean Donna? Or Donna's yeah. in between there, like yeah. in between their faces. Such a great, it was, it was really a great good. shot. It was a good shot. Yeah. Also, I love, I love. There's another shot coming up that I love because um, uh, Maddie is crying. Then we see like Maddie's reaction to yeah. all of this because Donna, she gets in her car, she drives away. James is kind of running after her, going, "Donna, why?" And then Maddie is crying. She's like, this town is crazy. I just came here for a funeral. And now I'm in the middle of a love triangle. And all, I mean, all I wanted to do was like mourn my cousin. And and she's she's crying. And Leland is trying to comfort her. He's saying like, I know. I know you wish you could just go back to how things were before, but you can't. That's a sweet scene. And then I love the shot of just pan over and there's Harry and Coop standing in the doorway. And they're like. The door was open. Uh, we're here to arrest you. <laughs> yeah. That, well, also, too, a few things, too, is that, like, Donna runs out, and James, like, smashes a bunch of stuff off the table. No, that's not your table. I know. Buddy. But then he runs out into the road and goes, Donna! <laughs> Why? Such a great scene. Oh, I love man. it. I mean, so many emotions, right? Donna... Drives to Harold, yeah, for comfort. You know that guy, yeah, that she just met. That guy, that dreamboat, and mm. very great possible partner. Yeah, um, and he, he's like uh, comforting her, I guess. And then he kind of steps into another room, and she sees mm-hmm. just out, just sitting around Laura's diary. Yeah, yeah. which. I've got question marks next to that because I thought we had Laura's diary. Oh, remember? Yeah, that's, go hi- highlight that. Remember that's where yeah. she said she was gonna. She was nervous to meet Jay. I forgot about. Well, this is another secret diary. Another. Maybe she's diary. like me, and every time she goes to Staples, she buys another journal. <laughs> <laughs> she just really loves office supplies. I just, she just loves office supplies. She's got so many journals right now. So. Um. So that was wow. the episode. That was kind of a cool cliffhanger too. Is like the whoa, it's a diary. Yeah. Right? What's this guy doing? Like that. Yeah, what is yeah. he doing with it? Hmm. So let's discuss that in our so many mysteries segment.
many mysteries. <laughs> All right, so S- so many mysteries. How did Ronette get a uh, a letter under her fingernail? I guess Bob. Yeah, right, snuck in and did it. Right. I guess so. And we he probably has psychic powers or something, right? And he probably psychically snuck his way past people, you know, and stuck it up in there. That's what I'm thinking. By the way, real quick, um, did you know that, so you know how she, they found the Diary of Laura Palmer? That there yeah. was a book published? Yes. Called The Secret, Secret Diary, Diary of Laura Palmer. Yeah. I discovered that when I was looking, I was looking for the, uh, I always go, when I pick out quotes, I look at the script for the episode yeah. and I kind of like to kind of go through it that way. But yeah, crazy. Have you ever read it before? Um, I have not read it, uh, but I have been told that it is very steamy. What? Steamy. Steamy, like sexy? Yeah. Or like literally hot. Like you pick it up and you're like, Whoa! Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. You know what we should do is get our hands on a copy of this and do a reading on that. Oh, God. That sounds great, right? Yeah. I think like, I don't know where you can get a copy. I'm sure it's out of print, but maybe on eBay or something. Marina? <laughs> Through, can we do a statewide search? Because we are librarians. Um, yeah, I'm, my guess is that Bob snuck in. He knows that people are looking for him. And he's doing some sneaky stuff. I don't know why you put that letter there, though. Like, does he want them to find him? I don't know. What is the... There's a compulsion that some yeah. ki- killers have. To he might, something he might recognize Coop as a... F- as a fellow psychic, though. Mm. And maybe he sees him as a challenge. Maybe. You know? Or he might be able... I might have said this in the last episode. Or I might have just thought it and didn't say it out loud. That he he's almost like a psychic like vampire. Like, he gets his power from other psychics. Oh. You know? Yes, maybe. 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 Do you have uh, any theories about how Leland knows Bob from his childhood home? I don't... I, I, I think that Bob somehow programmed or brainwashed Leland and like his weird music thing mm-hmm. like where he hears the music I think that's a tie from when he was a kid uh-huh. so I think there was swing music involved Bob did something and I don't know the extent of his psychic powers I don't know if he can implant something in your head or and make it activate years later or something I don't know but it's something involving I think Bob is involved with his music type situation Okay. I don't know why um, but that's what I think. Did you have any theories about uh, the shoe salesman in the bathroom? No. I don't know. The only thing I think <laughs> of is, once again, I hate to just say every answers and every question's answered with a uh, psychic. Psychic. It's definitely psychic. Psychic. Something psychic. Psychic stuff was going on. Psychic stuff was going on. And I, I do want to say those. I know you said he's a shoe salesman, so he should be knowledgeable and passionate. Yeah. I'm sure some shoe salesmen out there are just like, Look through the shoes. I'll be out in the hallway. <laughs> Tell me what you want to buy. You know what I You're mean? Right. You're right. I shouldn't. Or they're like, giving... hey, these are standard police issues. You want to just go with standard? He was you know? giving really excellent customer service. He was. He was doing great. I think of, you know what I think of when I think of shoe salesman? What do you think of? Um, Is it Ed Bundy? Ed Bundy? No. From uh, Married with Children. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was a shoe. Oh, okay. He was. He worked in a women's <laughs> shoe department. <laughs> Something Bundy. Ed Bundy. Something Bundy, yeah. Um, do you have a theory about Nadine and her restraints? She's super strong. Yeah. She's shown that she's super strong before, yeah. right? 
I don't know. Okay. I don't know. You know, we don't know what she took to kill her, try, try to kill herself, do we? Yeah, lots of pills. That's Just all pills, know. right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, she's super strong, and I think she's been super strong before. So, and somehow she thinks she's a, a high schooler. You know what I think the answer is? Psychic. Psychic. Something psychic. Something psychic. <laughs> Something psychic this way comes. And Laura's diary. Uh, it's a second secret diary. Second secret diary. Second secret diary. I don't know. It's getting real. Which one is steamy? The second one. Yeah, the secret diary. The first one wasn't that steamy. I thought it was a little, well, maybe not. Maybe she saved all the steaminess. Well, she was talking about things lighting her fire, remember? That's right. Things lighting her fire. I don't know. Um, this episode was great, but it, and it introduced some new mysteries, but it was really like just moving the plot along. Yeah, you know? it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess another mystery is what's the deal with Harold? Yeah. What's the deal, what Harold? Is, what's the deal with Harold? What's the deal with Harold? I don't know, man. Yeah. You know. So. Anything else? No, no, I mean, pretty short, sweet, you know? Yeah, this yeah. was, yeah, this was, like you said, this was a fast, oh, fast-paced episode. We didn't highlight it, but the guy following Coop around. Yeah. You got a theory about him? He's still following Coop. Yep. He's you know mysterious. why? Psychic. Psychic. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't think that one's psychic. Oh, that's okay. the one that's not psychic. So, <laughs> Laura was probably psychic. Maybe. Maybe. And that's why she, Bob was interested in her. Maybe. And why she could do so many things and convince people to do so many things. Ooh. And why James stayed with her even though she said creepy things all the time. <laughs> she was using her psychic abilities. Maybe. I don't know. Um. Hey, Eric. Hey, Tess. Did you have a quotable quotation for this episode? You yes, sure I did. do. sure that you and I have the same Do you think so? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about having the same um, MVP. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this has ever happened, but I'm pretty sure we have the same one. Is it the quote where Albert um, talks about how much he loves Sheriff Sherman? Yeah. Alright, yeah. so you give the Albert part so you'll be Albert. Do you have the whole thing? I do. do oh, you, do you want me to do the whole thing? Well, do, yeah, yeah. Why, why don't we Oh, do you want to be true? Yeah, do you want to be Truman or Albert? Um, I'll I've be. got it right here. I've got it right here. Here, let me. And then someone needs to be Coop at the end. Well, we could both be Coop. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. Wait. Let me here. You be Albert. I'll be Truman. Okay. And then we'll both be Coop. Okay. Okay. You got ready? It. Anything else we should be working on? Yeah, you might practice walking without dragging your knuckles on the floor. <laughs> Albert, let's talk about knuckles. The last time I knocked you down, I felt bad about it. The next time's gonna be a real pleasure. You, you listen to me! While I will admit to a certain cynicism the fact that I am a naysayer and a hatchet man in a fight against violence, I pride myself in taking a punch and I gladly take another because I choose to live my life in the company of Gandhi and King. My concerns are global. I reject absolutely revenge, aggression, and retaliation. The foundation of such method is love. I love you, Sheriff Truman. Albert's path is a strange and difficult one. That was great. You know what? This is what we need to do. We need to always act out a segment on the cast. That was a lot of fun. Can we talk about Albert? Oh my god. Let's talk about it. Oh my god. Wow. We got so if you're a new listener and you found us through Twin Peaks, 
uh, welcome. Uh, we run another podcast called uh, Same Team, y'all, where we talk about many things, mostly involving that we're all on the same team and other topics. And I think one of them is you don't really know people are much more than what they seem, right? Yeah. Albert had hidden depths that we didn't know about. It's easy to look at Albert and go, he's just a jerk. And we have just labeled him a jerk. And in our minds, he's a jerk and nothing more. But he's a human being. And there's more to him than the label we gave him, right? There's a lot going on in Albert Rosenfeld's head. I think he was being 100% honest. I think he was being sincere completely, 100%. I think he's being 1,000% sincere. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And I think he loves Sheriff Truman. I think he not only loves Sheriff Truman, I think he tries to love everyone. I think he does. The foundation of such a method is love. Oh, my God. And he walks with Gandhi and King, and we just had... Uh, Martin Luther King's holiday. We so. did, yeah. MLK Day was just a matter of days ago at yeah. date of recording. So, wow. I mean, Albert, man, that was amazing. I love learning about the hidden depths of Albert. It, it shows so much more about him, um, but it also shows more. So, so Truman punched him already, right? Yes. But I mean, it shows a lot about old Truman, right? <laughs> Laying this dude out, and it's like, I mean, let's be honest, Albert. He doesn't look like a big dude, but he's an FBI agent. Yeah. He probably knows all kinds of fighting type stuff if he needed to, but he decided to take that punch. He chooses He chooses not to. He chooses not to retaliate, although it's not completely true because he was going to file a... <laughs> but was he? <laughs> well, he said he was going to... Hmm. But that might have been just part of his professionalism. Maybe like we just yeah. need we, just we need, need to, to keep this on record. Document that yeah. this happened. Yeah, yeah. Such a great quote. It was really great. that might be my quote of the show so of this, far. Of the so good. Yeah. Oh man, I I thought you were gonna like that. It was just so good. Such a great and it's such a tonal shift too. The way he does, like he delivers it, like he's mad, and I was like, he's about to throw down, but he throws out and he throws down some. Some truth bombs. He does. He does know? throw down. And he, he says, I love down. you. Yeah, like... You think Dale knew this about him the whole time? I think so. Yeah. I think that Coop... I think that's why Coop deals with Albert. Yeah. You know, because Albert... I mean, we're, we're talking a lot of nice stuff about Albert right now, but he does just insult after insult. You think it's almost like he I, views himself like a family member that kind of like, you know, like it's not it's not meant to be hurtful. Right. But yeah. a lot of things he says are pretty hurtful. Yes. And Coop, um, I think uh, knowing Albert the way he does, I think goes along with it because... So amazing. Yeah. Such a Hidden great... depths to their relationship as well. So good. It was such a... It was such a great quote. It was just... It was... I think in the next episode, you meet one of my favorite Twin Peaks characters of all time. A new character for you. I think next episode is when Gordon Cole shows up. And I'm really excited Gordon for you Cole. to meet him. Yeah. 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 Um, that's Coop and Albert's boss. Oh, yeah, we've heard We've, we've refer- heard him, reference. but we haven't seen him yet. I think he shows up in the next episode. I really hope he does, because I've been waiting <laughs> for him to show up, because wow. I love him. But yeah, that was my quote, too. Same quote. I don't same think, quotes, y'all. What are the odds of that, right? Like, I know. The odds of us having the same MVP 
I mean, not that great because there's so many people. But I mean, but we've hit that before. I never thought we would hit the same. Sometimes quote. I come up with quotes, like other quotes that I like, just in case we get the yeah. same one. I'll be like, oh well, I'll do another one. Yeah. But there was really not another one this episode. That is the best quote in the whole episode. Can I tell you, if you go to the IMDb page for this episode, they do not list that quote under you're, quotes. No, you're kidding. No, I had to look up the script to find the quote. You are joking, sir. <laughs> I. IMDb, Mr. <laughs> Ichabod. <laughs> Martin. No, wait. I, uh, I am. Yeah. Ichabod Martin. David. Bri- David. Brian. Brian. <laughs> Fix that, good sir. <laughs> oh, my God. Such a great quote. Um, speaking of MVPs. Should we do our MVPs of the episode? I think that sounds like the logical choice. Did you pick his ear? I picked Albert. Did you pick Albert? I okay. Albert. I did not pick Albert. Yeah. Um. I went with Coop again. Surprise. Uh, I really? know. I didn't I think had too many shining moments in this one. Coop shown to me. Um. I loved the scene where he picks out that Shelly has. Oh, that is pretty cool. That is obvious. Shows like his profiling, kind of getting into the uh, people's he's, motivations. He's also figured out the Philip Gerard clue, or so he thinks about. Maybe. The, I mean, probably he's probably on the right track. Probably. In fact, if you remember last episode, I predicted that we would get the next clue. In this yeah. Episode, so also all this, he's still recovering from being shot. Let's not forget that only two episodes ago he was shot by James Bond's gun. <laughs> Let me ask and, you this: You think that's still James Bond's gun? Like is Daniel? <laughs> Do you think that James Bond shot Coop? Is that <laughs> should we have put that in the mystery? The whole time. Well, it would be legal, right? Because he has a license to kill. <laughs> So, it's okay. (laughs) Mystery solved. Mystery solved. It was James Bond, but we can't do anything. He's got a license. And I think that um, Kyle McLaughlin, the the, um, actor who plays Coop, I think he does a really good job um, of, of playing that, like... I'm still uncomfortable walking around because yeah. I've just been shot. Like he's like, because I'll forget because he's he's jetting around town questioning people. Let's go here. Let's How go there. How many days do you think has passed? Like Pilot. maybe two or three days. Like how long has Audrey been missing? Like two or three days, probably. Yeah, I guess so. God, a lot's happened to her. In yeah, days, yeah, right? but like, I, I mean, he's still in recovery, and I think that um, Kyle McLaughlin does a really good job of kind of like holding himself, kind of like, Ugh, I'm just, I'm pulling it together because we gotta solve this mystery, and uh, so I had to give it to Coop again. I know. No, no I'm not. I, I am shaking my head. Shaking your head. But, no, I'm actually shaking my head at something else. I was just thinking that, like, on on my notes here, I did write MVP. <laughs> Dick Tremaine. <laughs> Just because like, I like that schmarmy kind of character so much. But then the more I thought about Albert, I was like, I got to give it to him. Just yeah. for that quote alone. Oh, like it reveals, Albert's so great. Reveals so much about... Can you imagine... Let, Tess, I mean, you're at work, right? Mm-hmm. And someone's, oh, someone's giving you a hard time. Yeah. A staff member, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. They're giving you a hard time. Why didn't you do this, Tess? Why are we doing that? And you just stop and you go, you know, I love you. Can you imagine? That's hard to do. I do that a lot, actually. Yeah? At work, yeah. I try, 
<laughs> I, I do. You're probably, yeah, you probably don't believe me. Are you my MVP? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I do it a lot. Often when I don't have anything else to say to someone, yeah. I'll just let them know that I love them. Like, like their behavior may be very confusing to me, but I'm going to let it go because I do care about you. And I want them to know that I care about them because if we need to have a conversation about your strange behavior, I'm open to that. Yeah. Uh, but if you don't want to have a conversation about it, that's fine, too. Just know that I'm thinking about you. I do do it a lot, actually. You walk in the company of Gandhi and King. I do, yeah. I guess. Me and Albert, man. I know, right? <laughs> Very cool. Good MVPs. This is a great, great... Speaking of great episode... How many fish in a percolator would you give this episode? You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapped in plastic. I this was a hard one for me because I enjoyed this episode, but it wasn't like mind blowing. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I'm somewhere between a three and a four. I haven't decided. Are we allowed? To, have we ever done points? Yeah, you can do a point. Yeah, five. I do a three point five. Three point five. I do three point okay. five. Yeah. All yeah. right. How about um, for you, Miss Tess? I, I rounded it up. I gave it four. Yeah, I gave it four yeah. fish in a percolator because yeah. lots lots of stuff going on in this episode. What moved things along Definitely. pretty quick too. Introduced you know? some new characters, mm-hmm. some more pretty bad French accents. Yes. <laughs> Taking a fish away for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you lost one fish for bad accents. Also, no Pete in this episode, so... We heard reference of Pete. <laughs> yes, but Pete no was referenced, Pete. but we didn't see Pete, and I I prefer to see and hear Pete in every episode if I can. <laughs> I suppose it's just someone's like, Pete still exists, everybody. <laughs> Pete's still around. I know, it's a big ensemble cast. We can't get to everybody all the time, but... Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, um, yeah this is a great episode. I liked uh, the introduction of J- Dick Tremaine. Oh. He's just such a... Well, I like characters Dick. that are like caricatures, almost, yes. of characters, and he was just like so, you know... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh, what are you seeing this guy? Again, I think it's I think it's that like moving. So wait, the head of the department store? Yeah, he's it's, like that, and but he's made promises to her, and I think that he she, hasn't kept. Well, he hasn't kept them, but I think she was kind of I don't know. I think she fell for that. I think she she was seduced by him. I don't know whose baby it is. It's probably Dick Tremaine's name. His probably his baby. Do you but think it, we're gonna find out? So many mysteries. Maybe. I mean, how would... I guess if they did a blood test, are they doing that on the show? You know? I don't know. I don't know. It's the 90s. Yeah. I don't know. Do they just, like, look at the baby and, you know, which is an inaccurate... Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel bad if she's cheating on Andy, though, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've we've fixed the timeline so that... that that she might not be. Like she was with Dick and then well, was She was with, with Dick and then she was with Andy. And she was pregnant before. Before. Yeah. Not realizing. Mm. She she decided, like, I've had enough of this dick guy. And Andy <laughs> called out sick. Oh, because, just so he yeah, wouldn't have to see it. It's old, how can you compete with Dick Tremaine? Oh, poor oh Andy. God, this man. I just, I want to, I, I don't want to give anything away, but you have... So much in store for you with Dick yeah. Tremaine. Yes. Oh, <laughs> this, yes. This season is going to be so great. Oh, my For goodness. you. <laughs> I'm very excited about One of my of least favorite Twin Peaks subplots involves Dick Tremaine. <laughs> very cool. 
Well, guys, this has been an episode, what is this, season two, episode season two, three. Season two, episode three. Of Twin Peaks. Thanks so much for listening. If you have anything you'd like to add about uh, the show Twin Peaks or about our podcast, you got any opinions, uh, anything at all, that email is... Uh, samepeaksyall at gmail.com. Yeah, Tess is manning the email, so you don't have to worry about spoiling me, so the dove will not peck my eyes out. And uh, what's the... <laughs> I guess the next episode is episode four of yes, season two. That's right. Yeah, I hope you guys join us for that next. Yeah, um, a teaser. the The title of the next episode is yeah. "The Secret Diary of Laura Palmer." Oh my goodness! Oh. We just found a secret diary. We didn't just we? did. Oh, what a coincidence! <laughs> Bye, guys. This coffee. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> Here, do a weird one like I did. <laughs> It's so hot! <laughs> this is gonna be so hot! Oh my god! <laughs>